Hi, this is Laura from LA and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast. Welcome to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. Uh, my name is Matt Rackcroft, and I'm joined today by Mike Dyer and Russell Taylor. So, welcome again, guys. How are you this week? Uh, good, thank you. Uh, long week and a bit more hail and snow today, so be glad when it's weekend. <laughs> Sorry, t- t- it's May, nearly, yeah, nearly yeah. June, and you've had hail and snow. Yeah, this afternoon we had it kind of tried to snow but then turned into hail and there was a, quite a bad storm when I was at work and it's very, very cold where I am at the moment. So, pretty that's, bad. That's something very, very wrong. How about you, Russ? Me, a quiet, quiet week away from, you know, the, the delights of Woolwich. So, um, luckily enough, the uh, the beheading and stabbing incident was the one day of the week that I wasn't actually down there. So, uh, oh, that, was that, that was a bit of a result. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, not the uh, the best of times to be right. a, a resident in South East London this week. But, you know, I'm sure they'll sort it out in one way or another. Absolutely. My God, that was horrible to read yesterday. Uh, as for me, what have I been doing? Uh, I've been travelling, I've been working, I've been booking tickets to see Anathema, um, I've been thinking about download, I've been preparing for a certain tour which we'll come on to in a little while. That's kind of been my week, and I'm preparing for a bank holiday weekend, which is always good, another day doing nothing. Excellent. Download yep. sounds like a very wise move. You're more than uh-huh. welcome to uh, join myself and Mike in, in in the field for a couple of points. Yeah, I think that'd be good, actually. I was looking at the... The bands on. Uh, I must admit, I kind of let downloads pass me by this year, and, but we got some good ones, haven't we? Looking at mm. the headliners, at least, and uh, yeah, definitely. In fact, there's some others on there that I wouldn't mind seeing. Yeah, the main stage is very, very solid. The only thing, like all festivals, you do get some clashes between the main stage and the second stage, and obviously the key one is that uh, Catatonia are playing as well, which uh, yeah, is a good shout. Yeah, I, I spotted that actually, and they're clashing with Mastodon, which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I'd have to go with Catatonia because, well, I love Catatonia. Uh, and what we got on what we got on main stage, we got um, Slipknot. Am I right? And we got Iron Maiden, and we got Ramstein. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a couple of uh, so-so live bands. You know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, a little bit inexperienced. (laughs) You know, Um, no pyro, no nothing. You know, it'd be quite bland, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's it looks like it could be a good festival. I am very very tempted. However, I'm a bit old for the for the camping thing. No, I've done a hotel option, so it's all good with that. Yeah, I've got to find a hotel somewhere in the middle of England that's not that was within fifty miles of download that actually has any spots left. So we'll see. What are you doing, Russ? Are you camping? Me, I am camping with my good friend Lee, who I actually met through a Lacuna Core gig back in two thousand and six. Oh, so fantastic. a revelation of the extended family is continuing. Marvelous. That's what we like to hear, actually. Cool. So people, that is that is my plan. Yeah, people making friends and meeting people through the community and uh, fantastic. Uh, although it's a bit rough in it a bit for me. I've I've done my camping. I'm not sure if I want to do it again. Maybe I will. I'll see how it works out. But I think there's probably a greater than 50-50 chance that you'll see me a download this year. Like cool. I say, the more I look at it, the more I think to myself, actually, I want to be part of that. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'd definitely go so far as to say it's probably the strongest headline, headline acts they've ever had on one bill, especially with those three. Oh, yeah, made it's, doing it's, made oh. in England, it would just be insane. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the uh, that they're really good, and I haven't seen anything 
coming close to that for a very long time actually so yeah okay that's download then so that's uh, what's that that's the second weekend of june as i recall it so is indeed th- yeah. it's about the 12th or 13th i think about three weeks away gosh i suppose i ought to consider getting myself some tickets if i'm gonna go but uh yeah i'll probably sort that out the weekend Cool. Excellent. Okay, let's turn to news. So, what's in the news this week? Well, um, if you're in the UK, you'll be excited to hear that uh, Lacuna Coil are touring with Paradise Lost in October, at the end of October, beginning of November this year. Uh, the main support for Paradise Lost 25th anniversary tour. Uh, Lacuna Coil will be joining them for four shows, the first of which is on the 30th of October at the Wolfram Hall in Wolverhampton. And then on the 31st, Halloween, of course, there will be uh, O2 ABC in Glasgow on Suki Hall Street. And then on the 1st of oct- oh, sorry, October, I should say, uh, on the 1st of November, there will be at the Ritz in Manchester. And finally, on the 3rd of November, at the Roundhouse in Chalk Farm, they'll be joining... Uh, let me say that again. And then finally, on the 3rd of November, at the Roundhouse in London... So, excited? No, I guess not then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, We were sort of just discussing briefly before we sort of uh, came on air the fact of, you know, we are fans of Paradise Lost and we've obviously spoken in the past on previous podcasts of the heritage of Lacuna Coil coming out of, you know, fans of Paradise Lost and how that sort of, you know, got them involved mm. to start the band so to see the two bands play together very much looking forward to it yeah me too what about you mike yeah same it's just a shame that there's only four dates i would have thought there may have been a bit more but four is enough i suppose that's a good start isn't it maybe if yeah. luck, there might be more dates or uh they, might, or, they yeah. might choose to stay in on the uk and do a few more we don't know but uh yeah looking forward to that got to decide how many I'm going to try to get to. I'm not liking the notion of getting from Wolverhampton to Glasgow in less than 24 hours. <laughs> well, we could uh, fly. Fly, I sp- maybe. I suppose we could fly, and then we got to get back to Manchester, but we've done that before. Yeah, we, we yeah. Did, we did the Glasgow to Manchester in our road trip last year. We can have a day off for bonfire night as well on the day off on the Saturday. Oh, yes, yeah, I suppose you're right, yeah. Nice yeah. and relaxed. Well, I mean, one thing that will be cool, obviously we've all seen Lacuna Coil play London in a multitude of venues, but never seen them play at a roundhouse, and that will be very cool. Yeah, the spectacle of the stage and how it's set up. Yeah, I've never been there, so it should be quite exciting to go there. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Name doesn't give it away; it's kind of round. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how long they'll play for. Thirty minutes, forty minutes, something like that. Hopefully, I'd imagine. I mean, looking at the bill, there the main support, so you'd anticipate something between forty, forty-five minutes. Cool. So, so what do we think, guys? We're going to do a, a road trip this year. Yeah, at yeah. At least to a couple. If Why you don't mind not? driving. Oh, I see. You have you learned to drive yet? Um, no, I'm 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 hopeless. Um, so. um, um. <laughs> I'm good at map reading. So. I, I've got a GPS for that. Well, I guess. Uh, well, like like your iPhone that sort of took us round in a circle last hey, year. Uh, <laughs> hey, wait a second. You, yeah, yeah, fair enough. We yeah, might. yeah. We should probably tell this story. I think it was oh, Norwich actually. Yeah, it was Norwich. And now yeah. we were trying to find the um, was it the the student union the uea and we had sort of a an iphone and a samsung galaxy s2 both with sat navs both working in the car at the same time and neither of them could successfully navigate us to the venue so in the end i think we gave up drove around the one-way system and then found it ourselves yep so 
Yeah, that's why that's, I got trained down. <laughs> this, that's what technology does. This yeah. was just after the iPhone 4S came out with its awful map system, wasn't it? Yeah, it was And Mike, am I right? So, yeah, you just said that you got the train. But, yeah. But as I recall, you still used your iPhone and went that's round right. in a figure of eight. <laughs> yeah, to try and find the venue, and then to try and find both of you at the um at the hotel. So I probably failed just as much as the pair of you did. What, what did we I do think... before iPhones and GPS? And um, wandered around in circles, looking very lost by the sound. Well, well I was going to say we probably used our brain, which is these yeah, days we yeah. just turn it off and expect to be led there by a, a device. Yeah. Clearly, all journeys went well because all I remember is the first thing that we did when we got there was not even checking the hotel. We just went straight to the pub. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's, it's, it's either that or, or subway, isn't it? We we seem to do that a lot when it comes to touring. So Wolverhampton, yeah, probably going to go to. I think the challenge is going to be Glasgow. Mm. No, I love Glasgow actually. I think I've seen the Kunikor what two, two, three times now in Glasgow, and I've enjoyed every time. Yeah, I think we should fly up if we can. Then you can have a beer. Mm, yeah, okay. I, I, that's quite a compelling reason to fly up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Maybe. Gla- Glasgow is definitely always a good night out, in which case we should probably give a shout-out to our good friend Shum, who um, joined oh, us yeah. for his first uh, trip up to Glasgow uh, on the last tour. For those of you who don't know Shum, he's Canadian. He came over, and it was his life mission to try haggis, which he did, and he was then violently ill. So that was his experience of Glasgow. As I recall, it was Fair deep... Play to him. Was it not deep-fried haggis? Yeah, though? it was deep-fried It was, haggis. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, Chum, just stick with regular haggis next time, mate. Um, <laughs> Deep-fried haggis is suicidal, in my opinion. It but did not look good. I vaguely remember our, light, our night, I should say, in, in Glasgow, ending up in a pub after the show had ended. Were we not singing, or was it just me that was singing quite drunkardly and loud in a pub? Oh, that's right. And I yeah, think, yeah. again, it came on to the answer to everything on the pub quiz, because there was another pub quiz. There was, the there was indeed. Quite clearly. Slayer, yeah. Slayer, of course, yes. <laughs> For those of you who don't know us, um, Slayer is the answer to every question in a pub quiz. So, uh, prove yourself, Lacuna Core fans. This is totally random, of course. But next time you're in a pub and there is a pub quiz, just shout Slayer every time they ask for the answers. Um, at least other Lacuna Core fans will know that you're also Lacuna Core fans because you're listening to this podcast and you're shouting Slayer like we do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, uh, and then we, after Glasgow, we've got Manchester, which we we got to get to Manchester because we know, we know so many friends in Manchester, Mike included, of course. And the venue as well in Manchester has um, a bouncy dance floor. The actual floor when you go in actually moves when you're on it. Which is pretty cool. Bouncy castle, then. I thought he was going to say bouncy castle, like an inflatable one. That you, no, no, the floor, the floor actually moves that where when you actually go in from memory of not being in there for a few years. But that's kind of one of the things that it's like known for. The dance floor actually bounces when there's a lot of people on it. I've not been to the Ritz in Manchester. Is it a big venue? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty huge. It's it you, well, it is a nightclub, but um, they had HMV um, over here bought it and made it into a concert venue and gave it like a five million quid refit, and it's just solely used for a lot of gigs when um, gigs aren't at the Academy here in Manchester. So it's like on the gig circuit now for stuff, and it's it's meant to be really good. Excellent, excellent. Well, one thing we're hoping for this year, of course, is that, uh, as you would have heard in our recent interview with Chris, is that he's likely to be returning once more to active duty, as it were. So we're hoping that we'll see him when the Kunikor play in the UK in, in October. And here's also hoping that uh, bass player Marco, who was 
been suffering from uh, tendonitis. Uh, he hopefully will will have recovered by then, and we'll also be seeing him because uh, we need to offer him out a few beers, don't we? Really? We yeah, definitely. He, he missed out last time, and, yeah. a, and a few silly dances. <laughs> so, okay, so that's Lacuna Core with Paradise Lost in October. Uh, if you're a member of the community and uh, you want to meet up with us, or you want to hang out for a beer, or even if you want to be interviewed while we're on the road. Um, do let us know, actually. We look forward to meeting a few people whilst we're out there. And, uh, yeah, it should be quite entertaining. We like meet, meeting new fans and uh, yeah, old definitely. fans and old friends and new friends and everything in between. So should be good fun. Also this week, of course, it was Cristiano Miliore's birthday. So here's a massive shout-out to Lacuna Cocatana's pizza's birthday. Happy birthday, pizza. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, pizza. pizza. Shall, we, shall we sing a happy birthday? Happy birthday. No, we won't do that. As as some birthday trivia for anyone who doesn't know, um, if you were to translate Cristiano Migliore into English, his English name is Christopher Best. So happy birthday to Christopher Best. Sounds like he should be a football player. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) In other news this week, uh, empty spiral shout out to Lacuna Coil's resident Lampy Wolfie. So hopefully he's sunning it up in the sun enjoying some cheese and a good glass of pool. So uh, hopefully look forward to catching up with him on the Paradise Lost Tour later in the year. The rest of the podcast we're going to be talking about in a reverie. As you know, we spent the last number of weeks reviewing each individual song. And this is where we basically conclude our review of the album with a discussion on the album itself in its entirety. The songs, the song order, the artwork and everything else that makes in a reverie in a reverie. Before we start, however, what I do have is a recording with Christina and Andrea, taken from 2010 in Nottingham, where we talked about the artwork in the original release of Inner Every, the gold-painted bodies, for those of you who own that version of the album. Uh, I do apologise for the background noise. This would have been the support band sound checking before Lacuna Coil went on, so it gets a bit noisy in places, but uh, you can still hear what's being said. Hope you enjoy it. So I ask a question about Inner Reverie, the original cover for it, with the, yeah, yeah. do you remember okay, that? Yeah, you I'm really sure. want to know what happened? They really, they really want to know what happened. What, what, well, how did that work? basically me and Andrea were around Europe doing promotion, just mm-hmm. me and him around, and we planned a photo session for the cover of the album, but we didn't really, we didn't really know what, what's, what's going to happen, we, we, we didn't just know. So we had a meeting with this photographer that was chosen doing this photo session for the cover mm-hmm. and so we entered this big kind of hangar uh, and there is this sonography that you can see on the cover you know with the f- fake leaves so like a fake forest and uh, leaves and flowers and butterflies and uh, here it is the idea of the body painting and we weren't 100% happy about the idea because it kind of looked kind of weird but as soon as we were there, we said, okay, why not? Just let's just see what comes out, you know, or just experimenting with 
was going on, and that was the, the result. I think that there were a lot of cooler pictures that they didn't pick up for the, the album. Basically, but it was a pain in the ass. I mean, basically, it was, I'm sad it was really painful because it was a long time to be body paint and it was really cold in Germany and blah, blah, blah. So it was, well, was an idea. They show us some other photos done by the same photographer with somebody, and they, they look good. But in the end, it was something we tried, and it's a thing that you have to try to see the result. You know, it's not you can really tell in advance if it's going to be great or not. And we tried, and I think it's a unique cover in a way. Like it's very artistic and very unique, but probably it's not the most beautiful <laughs> cover we had. You know? So I think it's. We, we look at it with a bit of, of a laugh, you know, because it's, it's funny for us to see ourselves so body paint. You were wearing underwear and they yeah, yeah. We were wearing underwear, underwear. and uh, we photoshopped it, they deleted it. And the color was really hard to wash away. I remember in the evening we took it, like a long shower to take it off. And he went on a club and I remember he came back and his ear was still golden colored. So I was like, hmm, I wonder what people can think about it. <laughs> it was an, ide an idea we tried and for some... And, uh, but I don't think we're going to do it again. I mean, we, we tried at times and it was all right. In a way, we, we, yeah, that's, the cover is that, so it's... Or maybe not gold with the flowers yeah. and... But I think just body paint it was not a greatest idea. It's just we tried, result was or was something particular, but I don't think we're gonna do it again, you know. Because <laughs> the, the other guys are on the inside of the... Yeah. They get painted later or...? Oh, that was a very, very, very quick, uh, quick photo session we did at uh, old Chris house. Mm -hmm. Because we needed a picture that could, in a way, match the pictures we did for the photo session. But that was done very quickly just like with white painting gray and black at his house like it was very very fast photo session okay so in a reverie this is lacuna core's first full album release the album was recorded in October 1998. It's worth noting that uh, although it was the makeup of the band was in the most part the what we now consider the current or the new members of the band, uh, it didn't include um, Mouse at the time. He was recruited after the album was recorded in January 1999 and, and then went on to perform a lot of the touring that took place in 1999. So if you look in the album itself, you won't see any pictures of him and you won't see him credited on the album. This is considered by many to be the, the darkest album in Safara. This is where they, the band were had grown beyond the, the gothic roots that they, they had when they started and they were heavily influenced by the likes of um, Paradise Lost. I think it's been interesting to look at the songs over the last nine weeks. What do we think about the songs generally? What's your thoughts? The first thing that strikes out is, and I think this stands for all of us, we've obviously paid a lot more attention to the lyrical content. We've always known that it's perhaps the darkest album musically, but lyrically there's a lot of very dark imagery in there and themes and suggestions. It's not to say it's sort of morbidly depressing, but it's just dark storytelling imagery. Hmm. So that's the first thing that strikes out. 
Yeah, there's a lot of death in the album, isn't there? Or at least a lot of loss of an individual, whether it's emotional mm. or physical loss. And that's something I hadn't spotted before. And it seems to be a theme that's pretty much underpins a lot of the, the music. It's a running theme, I think, with the whole uh, with the whole album and each song's building it up bit by bit, telling a story as it goes along, I think, leading up to the end of the album. Mm. What about musically? Same thing? Uh, musically, I think there's it's predominantly dark, but there are, to sound cliche, passages of light, so to speak. If you think of, you know, you've got uplifting songs like My Wings. I mean, yes, there's still dark lyrics in there, um, but it's a more upbeat kind of song. It's not like, you know, it's nine tracks that are either, you know, slow acoustic songs or like death death dirges you know mm. there is a lot of sort of you know momentum in the songs i mean we also talked about veins of glass when the drums kick in i mean again it's a very very upbeat song musically um, and then you've got the contrast of light and shade in the balance of the music with the lyrics and the vocal melodies and i think you know considering this is the first album which sets up the staple of the lacuna coil sound or okay we had the ep before with the original members it's certainly a, a very good effort what about you, Mike? What do you think of the, the music? Yeah, I definitely agree with what Russ says. And also Honeymoon Suite, I think, stands out for me personally. I think that really uh, works well as a song and the interaction on it. And musically, I think it's very good. And as you'll both agree, if you've ever seen it live, I think it's something to behold. I think it's excellent. No, you've jumped ahead then. I was, gonna, I was just about to ask for standout songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do we think of the song order? Does it work? I think it does. Well, like I said to um, like I said to you both previously, I think that personally, I feel that the whole album builds up to veins of glass, and it could end there. And like I've, I've mentioned, that falling again could have been almost like a bonus track on the end of the album. But speaking to other people, they uh, completely disagree and say that well, it's it doesn't end as I think it does, and falling again rounds it off nicely. Mm. That's interesting, that point, actually, about falling and falling again. I suspect we might have uh, prickled a few nerves for now. Yeah, yeah. again last week. What do you think, Russ? Uh, similar to Mike, I mean, I think I might have said this when we were originally reviewing the song, and I know you pointed out that Circle isn't perhaps the strongest Lacuna Core opening song on an album. Um, so, I mean, again, it's just personal opinion. Um, if I was, uh, I've never done this, but if I was to sit there and, you know, personally sequence the album, I'd probably keep the running order exactly as it is, but substitute my wings and have that as the opening song, which, you know, as we mentioned, it, it packs that punch. Mm. But other than that, mm. I think it, it works perfectly. I, I like the running order of the album. I, I, I take your point about falling again, feeling like a bonus track, and again, it's back to that point that. I've got a personal love of the original Falling, so this feels like um, a bonus track building on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I like the way that the album does end with a low tone through Falling Again. Mm. Um, I, I I know what you're saying, Mike, about it building up to Veins of Glass and uh, Veins of Glass, I should say, and Veins of Glass is an exceptionally good track. Yeah, yeah. Would the album be any worse? for not having fallen again. Well, I think it I think it is better for it being there. I think for those people that haven't listened to the EP, then fallen again makes for a, a really good ending to the album and mm. although our ratings from last week may feel artificially low, it's worth us pointing out again that that's 
because of falling not because of any deficiency or significant deficiency in falling again it's still a good song i like the order i'm not a fan of circle opening the album like you i i feel that there could have been something else having said that i think it's suitably dark to lead into the album i i really have found myself appreciating the songs on this album far more than i might previously previously have which makes me wonder how i'm going to feel about the albums that i consider personal favorites you know, as Luke and Nicole albums, the likes of Inner Reverie and, and Dark Adrenaline. How am I going to feel about them when I actually sit down and listen to them and listen to them and then discuss them with you guys? That's going to be quite an interesting journey I'm looking forward to taking. Mm. What yeah, about, definitely. What about um, least favourite songs on the album? What about you, Mike? What do you like the least on Inner Reverie? Um, well, unless we've touched one circle, I think. Mainly. I can't... Uh... I don't know about the others really. I think they're all pretty, pretty good. Russ, That's, yeah. Um, it's not, it's not a criticism, but the only song I'm not overly keen on, as as I mentioned when we were reviewing the songs, is "To Myself I Turned," which isn't to say it's a bad song. Just for me personally, it it doesn't do doesn't do a great deal for me. Um, but it's it's still a good song. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with you, Russ. I, I'm in two minds about whether it's Circle or whether it's To Myself I Turn. They're, they're, I, I, I don't mind Circle. I don't skip it. I don't mind To Myself I Turn. I don't skip that either. Mm. But I, I prefer all the other songs that surround yeah. those songs more than those. I would probably say that I prefer Circle above To Myself I Turn, but it's a, it's... I say it's a very small gap. What about favourite songs, standout songs? You've already mentioned Honeymoon Suite. Is that your favourite song on the album, Mike? I would say that and neck and neck uh, with that is Veins of Glass, but I would think um, Honeymoon Suite takes it. I absolutely think that's one of the best songs they've ever written. Fair enough. What about you, Russ? Easy, simple. Veins of Glass stands high above for me. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Veins of Glass is one of the best songs that Lacuna Cole have ever produced. I yeah, love it. Hands down, yeah. It is absolutely fantastic, he says. Try not to use an expletive. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I, I, I love it. I, everything in that song, start to finish, we've, we've gushed over it in our review of it a couple of weeks ago. I'm in real danger of gushing over it again. Uh brilliant brilliant song okay so i got we got a sense for the songs we've done our ratings so let's look at the overall i'll, I'll go through the numbers now um because we've we've pulled together the numbers in terms of averages and, and, and uh, for each song so mike your average was 7.6 out of 10 mm-hmm. uh, my average was 7.6 out of 10 and rush your average was 7.8 out of 10 so the combined average, putting it all together, crunching the numbers as it were, is 7.6 out of 10. That seems like a pretty solid score for the band's first full-length album, would you not say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Does that feel about right, 7.6? It does to me. Yeah, if you were to ask me, you know, what would you give the album as a whole overall before even, you know, analysing each song and, you know, putting it into context, comparing it against the later albums, you'd probably throw something like a, you know, a seven, a seven point five. Yeah, yeah, that works. Mm. It's a, it's a great start though, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, they've hit the ground running in our eyes. Absolutely. Well, we, yeah. say, we say hit the ground running, but we're talking about an album that's fourteen years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, it's fantastic. I really do. And I know for a lot of people it's still their favourite album of the band. So, exceptionally good. Let's, let's talk about the releases then. I, I'm not sure how familiar everybody is, but uh, Inner Reverie was released in 1999, I think. Was it 1998? Uh, 99. It was. Yeah, it was 99 was the first release. And this was the black cover with the golden naked bodies fairy-like sitting in the garden with lots of flowers uh, if you've seen the album cover you will know exactly what we mean Italians at one with nature Indeed. Adam and Eve yeah yeah, the Adam and Eve absolutely uh, in the most part it was Andrea and Christina although we we do see uh, Pizza and Chris later on in the album or is it Marco it's quite hard to tell looking at it um, I'm just looking at it now in fact and yeah, it's it's an interesting cover, certainly, or interesting artwork throughout. In fact, does it reflect the tone of the album? It's a difficult one to say. It it does, I think. Um, but again, without trying to sound overly harsh, I'm not a massive fan of the original artwork, which I think a lot of people would perhaps say. I think the the reissue cover that I think came out in 2005 is perhaps a lot more sort of reflective of the songs, which obviously we'll come on to and talk about in, in a bit more detail in a minute, which is just sort of the, the bare tree in isolation. Yeah. I think that sums it up a lot better, but as we discussed, there are images of sort of um, humanity, as it were, sort of embedded within the lyrics of Inner Reverie. So because it's sort of a, like a raw sort of human emotions it's the rawness of two basically naked humans on the front cover yeah that I, makes I, sense yeah i agree with you i think that what's interesting about this is that the song that this most the artwork on the album most reflects a tone of is to myself i turned i feel and actually to myself i turned is almost unique in its tone and doesn't isn't really the same as the other songs on the album if that mm. makes sense so the artwork yep. on what we see on the front cover of the album itself and the artwork within doesn't reflect 90% of the songs on the album. That's mm. not saying I don't like it. I think it's distinctive. It's different. I, I think if I was walking past the stand in the shop and I saw that, I'd be like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Of course, it doesn't really give you a sense that this is any kind of goth metal album. If anything, it's a bit of a kind of a hippie album. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Oh, it's quite unique art, um, artwork, and I I don't recall ever seeing the the artwork for the the re-release when was that two thousand and five it came out. Yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think I've ever seen any of that, or not certainly all of it through through the booklet or anything. So I'm quite in the dark about it all. Oh, the two thousand and five one. Uh, it came out after the band saw renewed popularity of Coma Lives after Ozfest in two thousand and four. I think it was, and and mm. Central Media, the record label, re-released Inner Reverie uh, with a new cover, very different from the original, which we'll come on to in a second. They also re-released Unleashed Memories with a slightly modernised cover, not hugely different, but noticeable if you know where to look. Yeah. And they they released the two EPs, which of course is the self-titled EP that we reviewed previously, and the Half-Life EP as the EPs, which had a whole new cover that was very similar to the style that we saw on Unleashed Memories and Car- um, Car- I got that wrong, and Comalize, which is to say flowers and a kind of uh-huh. a, a sun effect. So they were all released in 2005. The Inner Reverie one, which is what we're talking about today, of course, as Russ said, very different. I've got it in front of me. Very, very different from the original 
it's how we describe it, Russ, as you say, it's kind of blue, isn't it? <laughs> it's just so bleak, yeah, I think bleak I've, I've blue, the... and it gives a sense of isolation. Yeah, yeah I think I've seen the front, uh, the actual slipcase, I think, but not actually any of the other artwork from it. It's like a, like a bluey-grey thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely, you can see the cover on Empty Spire if you go into discography, you can see yeah, a, yeah. a larger version of it by clicking it. So you have what looks like a kind of a cave or a, a portal in a wall at the back. You have what it looks like it's the edge of a, a pool of some kind, perhaps, with sort of multiple layers. You uh-huh. have a, a tree, which is a rather strange-looking tree, I have to say. And it, there's a kind of a sense of mist in the air. It's very isolated. I think you captured it correctly, well, quite rightly, Russ, when you said it's there's isolation, a sense of isolation there. You've got some dark cloud under the sort of the type face of the rebranded, um, you know, artwork in terms of the the Lacunicorn banner, which is the other main change in terms of the the signature. Yep. And inside that art pretty much goes all, you know, it follows all the way through the booklet. We still have the lyrics. The pictures of the band uh, date back to the original time of it you know, in a reverie 1999 as it were and again we, we don't see mouse in here even though it's a re-release obviously at a point of time where he is in the band so it's it's very much a reflection of what the band were like at the time um there's some very young pictures shall we say very although, although i've pretty much concluded that andrea is immortal because yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he does not age a day uh, no. everybody else has has aged appropriately but yeah it's i think it's more reflective of the style of the album that the sense of isolation, the sense of loss, there is a kind of a suggestion on the front cover to me, at least, that you could will be looking at the entrance to a mausoleum of some kind, or maybe even the entrance to the after the afterworld. You know, and that's kind of reflected in the tone of many of the songs off the album. Mm. So I like what they did. I mean, it, it, I get the impression that most of it was done on computer, um, but it still works, I think. So I think we've talked. In a reverie to death now, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, we are now venturing into the world of Half-Life. So Not uh, not the game, for not, anyone that is yeah. ultra-geeky. We yeah, are sticking, focused on Lacuna Coil. Yeah, totally focused on Lacuna Coil. So, that we'll, as of next week, we'll be reviewing the Half-Life EP, which, of course, has got five tracks on it, although we'll probably consider them to be four, because I can't see how we'll choose to review Trance Awake separately from Cesafino. I don't know about what do you think guys? So we treat that oh. as one. Well yeah. me and Mike actually sort of discussed this before once. I think it was a, a late night and we'll come on to this at the review, but the perfect way, at least in my mindset, is to listen to Cesafino is it comes with Trance Awake as the intro. Yes. I use that as one yes, continuous definitely. song. Yeah I do as well. I think that's how we should treat the review actually. Yeah, yeah. That brings us to a close today. If you want to contact us for any reason, including coming on and doing an interview with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us, in case you've forgotten how to do that, at uh, podcast at emptyspiral.net. You can also contact us via the website, which is www.emptyspiral.net. And, of course, there's our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash emptyspiral.net. Or you can tweet us, which is at emptyspiral.net, so you have no excuses. All right, until next time, uh, where we start on Half-Life, if you haven't worked that out already. Um, Well, it's goodbye from me, uh, Mike Dyer, for this week. It's goodbye from me, Russell Taylor, because I'm off to catch up with season three of Breaking Bad. 
And it's goodbye from me, Matt Rycroft, who's about to re-watch Fringe because it's got Olivia Dunham in it. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye. Ciao.